You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Good evening, everyone. It's Raz, and it's been a month. I can't believe it's gone by. Um, but you know what? The the other good thing is I can't believe we're all back together again, and we made it through another spooky season intact with our sanity, and so glad to see, be together. We did go and do one thing as a team. We went and saw Coppola's Dracula, which was not the Bella Lugosi one that Ella thought it might have been when we said, do you want to go see Dracula? So she was a little bit shook up when the picture came in color and realized this wasn't what she thought it was. But hey, at the end of the day, we all had a good time. Popcorn was had. We had a we had a blast. Team, welcome back. How's everybody doing? Doing good. I'm so excited to be back. I it's Yay. been a great spooky season, but I've missed my Thursday hangouts with you guys. There we go. That's very nice, Catherine. That's Do the I nicest thing. Well, it's probably the only nice thing you're gonna say through the episode. So yeah, maybe we'll, oh. we'll have to figure out how that works. The rest of this could go downhill from there, but we'll we'll find out. Faye, you're a little under the weather, so we'll try not to call on you too much. How was your spooky season? Oh, wait, I'm calling on you already. I'm sorry. <laughs> My God. My God. I'm just trying to live. I'm just going to pretend that Faye's seasick today. Honestly, checks out. She probably, she she just gives off the vibe that she would get seasick, you know? I don't know oh. if anyone else agrees. She's with me, an but... epic traveler who gets seasick? Listen, shit happens, okay? There, are... <laughs> shit happens. Shit happens? Okay. Yeah, listen, I Ship am... happens. I'm a little feverish, so my 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 comebacks might be a little uh. Off we'll have to add something for timing. Yeah, we'll have to get them up there. Yeah. So how is uh Scott? How's how are you doing? How was your spooky season? I was doing all right. It's all about the kids, right? All about the kids. Some some trick or treaters. Some uh, relaxing leaves falling. Worlds turning orange. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Nice, very nice. And Jack, you bottoms a... on a boat. That's a good thing, right? No. <laughs> bottom on a boat no that's like snakes on a plane just right. doesn't go I'm, together i'm just curious when bottom said it's all about the kids was he sitting in a van with a side door open waving a chocolate bar it's all about the kids it's all about the kids wow that's, that's too soon wow. jack too soon yeah man i had just for the the group at home we have on roll 20 we have portraits of different people and maps all the stuff that roll 20 gives you and scott who plays our loved Vadim, looked up and saw Aslan Gavrilov, the picture of his son that we had posted. And in the nicest voice he's used with me in a long time, said, would we mind taking that down, please? 
So of course I did in one shot. I didn't mess with it. I just took it right down. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. You sure? Well, that's what happened. All right. Well, I can't wait. Transpired. Can't wait to edit in the part where you uh, leaned in ever so slightly and just went, no. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Look, we. I get a lot of, you guys would be surprised, and for the listeners out there who have sent me this stuff, I get a lot of, what's wrong with you? Why do you do this to people? It's not nice. They're good people. Your players don't, you know, they, they don't deserve, you know, what you do. All this kind of shit. So Please. This is one of those you moments. love it. You love it. Some of it, yes, but some of it gets a little, a little cruel. Hashtag I don't know why they're your friends. I mean, I get a couple of them. <laughs> really wild. Everyone that writes well, in. So I'm not the only one that asked that? Two of us are related to and have to live in the same house, so we kind of have no choice. The other guys, though, I don't know. Right. I've been can't here for too family. long. I can't leave. Everyone that wrote into, like, wrote in comments and messages to Raz or, like, comments on Facebook saying, like, oh my god, like, you're evil, you're so cruel. Um, send me your Venmo and I'll I'll get you like a Starbucks or something. <laughs> You're no. gonna go Cof- coffee from Catherine. You're Here, gonna go real broke <laughs> real fast. <laughs> coffee with Catherine. Ooh, that's bitter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. That's wow. awesome. Make that a T-shirt. Uh, that is amazing. That was make it a T-shirt. I need it. We can stop recording literally. now. This episode was what? perfect. <laughs> one roast it. beyond dark. <laughs> That's the back of the t-shirt now. Oh my god, are we gonna sell Catherine branded coffee? Yeah. I think we're gonna have to. That soul just made roast. my night. I drink my coffee like Catherine's soul. Black. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of them. We'll come up with the best ones. We'll put, we'll figure out a shirt. All right. So when we last left the team, they were in the middle of the Indian Ocean, ten uh, nine days basically into this trip, heading into their tenth on a twenty three day cruise. A lot further than the minute went with Gilligan. But this is uh, it's as we remember, it's six thousand five hundred and eighty miles. They're right now about halfway, a little bit, a little bit short of that. So maybe a couple hundred miles short. Uh, boats cruising at a comfortable about twelve knots. Everything's been going fine. Weather's been decent. We're going to do another roll for this morning and uh, pick it up with Captain Runyon and the rest of the crew of the Drina and uh, our, our team from Cthulhu and Cairo. So who wants to give me that, uh, that ever-loving D100 roll for weather and the weather I'll chart? do it right now. Not right, Joel on roll 20, please. I'll do Vodum on roll 20. There it is. <gasps> it's just, it's just no! a randomizer. Wait, That's good. Wait. That's a five. Fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, finally, it is, we get one good roll. It on is there, huh? clear skies and following seas, people. Yeah, oh my it's God. ridiculously Bottom, I could kiss nice. You. Thank it's, God. For this time of year, it's actually almost balmy, sunny, and get out your, you know, bain de soleil for that. What is that? The central, central faces? <laughs> What's the damn? What is the central thing? places? Places. Oh, and this. Oh, only. Oh, it's only for Bain your central places. For the central places. You mean just is like it? your groin? This yes, is why we can't exactly take one month off. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> this you is know, why we can't wow. be... What's the a central place? The central place is not... stomach, I think. I don't want to know. Oh. I prefer it's, not to know. It's suntan oil. That's all it is. Mm. Yeah, back yeah. when suntan oil was a thing, they're like, here, right. bake yourself more. <laughs> it's why literally like basting like yourself like a turkey. <laughs> and while you're Listen. there, have a Virginia Slim 100. While you're catching your rays. <laughs> I'm here oh, for a good Virginia time Slims, and a long time. You come a long way, baby, to the cancer right. board. 
You've come a long way, baby. And she always I remember had a black eye. And she always had a black eye. Go figure. I never understood that part of it. We'll figure that out later. What the All right. hell? I'm telling you, it's not a joke. So, the, the this day, like many of the others, born the Drina. Boring. Right now, right? Just the... This is, again, this is not a five-star boat. It's about a two and a half. So, even if you're in your cabin, you do get a little bit of that... That perpetual chugging of the engine. She's a little bit noisy for her age. I mean, she has seen lots and lots of miles, lots of weather on her, but she's still a very, you know, very stout, you know, hardy ship. About 410 feet long, I believe we, we claimed. Uh, if not, then forget what I said last time. It's 410 feet. And chugging along under steam power, it's coal steam and the whole bit. This one does have the electric, uh, like a seasoned sex worker. Thank you, Catherine. Now I just read that out loud during our episode. Okay, so the Drina, according to Catherine, is like a seasoned sex worker. Yeah. Cthulhu and Cairo well, is worn PG-13 down with a couple extra parental holes, guidance, still please. We have viewer discretion. Jolie, what the hell? I'm. Come on, that was You're all good. grounded. You're that all grounded. Good. I didn't do shit. I didn't even do anything. I'm just sitting here. All right, here we go. I'm going to put Aslan's picture back up in that corner if you guys don't stop. So <laughs> I love the fact I that said you're punishing nothing. Scott for our, wow. for our crimes. That's well, awesome. he's the adult. <laughs> Wrangle your children. We're Scott. all adults. Hmm, you almost said bitch. All right. <laughs> the Ella, you've had, um, you know, you've had your days of communing and thinking about the stuff that happened back in England, you've thought about the situations going on, you know, what happened in Nepal and all this other stuff. And it's what I did to the Steiners, the Steiners. Yeah. Which you can hear about on the Patreon episodes. If you want to find out what happened during Ella on those days that she was missing from the team. And yeah, it's, it's pretty good. The, the situation has just been playing on your head and you know that at some point you're going to have to broach the subject of being protected, of being set up, right. Of getting, yourselves ahead of the game for this now that you've seen it because ella you and i were speaking a little bit and ella's been really um freaked out uh i'm not saying any more than anybody else but she's seeing what she saw in the sky when she had to fight with the plane and she saw aller you know drawn right through the windscreen you know the windshield of the plane and blown out through it um ella is taking this in a totally different light than some of the others who are thankful to be alive, you know, just trying to finish this task, do what they feel they've been destined to do. But Ella's seeing this in a whole new light. So we're going to, I know that you want to broach into that topic and we will, um, but you've been having a hard time after the last conversation with Catherine, I guess, probably trying to find that place in your heart to, you know, gather everyone and try again. Because Catherine, like, you know, like we saw from the last conversation is pretty, pretty against, you know, trying to go down that road. Yeah, as far as Ella's concerned, she's got some reflecting to do. She's been probably praying a little bit to her deities and paganism, like, mm-hmm. uh, patrons that she has recently frequented. As of, and just for the record, listeners, I know if our editor, our lovely editor, does not take this out, I just would like to explain myself anyway. Um, I did say I was going to call on a water god. She has since thought through that thought against it so ella good good points for her for that but um she's just trying to calm herself and not like blow off like a steam top right now she's like i am so mad at her and that's why right. she's been isolating herself again on deck 
pretty much keeping out of everybody's way because she feels like I, I'm not ready to talk. Right. Okay. Um, the crew is the crew during that throughout the day is on deck, just again rechecking stays. It's a good good weather day, but on a 23 day voyage across the Indian Ocean, more than likely you're going to get some chop. You're going to get some storm at some point. Even and we're not talking about cataclysmic. Oh my God! You know, here comes the perfect storm type. You know, waves. Just you're just going to get some chop. You're going to get you know you're going to take on some water, some wind. And heavy rain. So they're they're just making sure the crates in the front of the ship are, are secure, um, that everything's running well down below. They're doing, you know, moderate repairs on the boat as they go. This is the standard life of a crew, right? I mean, even though you have these long days at sea, they tend to be working in shifts and always doing busy. They're rewiring things electrical. They're, you know, trying to make the best use of getting pipes that seem like they're really in bad shape. They're trying to get that maintained or fixed. So that's the the daily life of the crew. Uh, but this is a great weather day, right? Vadim uh, and the weather charts and the gods that control weather uh, was amazing role. So, you know, deck chairs are out there if you need them. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple, you know, that's just like if you want to be on a chaise. Uh, but, but is anybody anybody getting some sun with a blanket over them reading? Anybody just enjoying the day, uh, taking advantage of it as opposed to being below decks? Um, yeah, I definitely, you know, Faye's a seasoned traveler and she kind of knows, you know, when you have good weather, when you're traveling and you get, you can get some sun, get some vitamin D, uh, you take advantage of it. So yeah, I'm just reading out there on the deck. Yep. Good for Kath- you. Catherine's happy to sit with her and be doing much of the same. Okay. Uh, yeah. Having a beverageini, um, some sort of a cocktail, even though it's. It's early. Remember, in Portugal, they start with gingias at 7 a.m. So you can even start with a cherry cordial and then move on through whole the whole day. Just keep drinking. It's Ooh, a, lovely. Yeah, it's fabulous. You know, in some places in the world, they just start with gin at about 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Forget this gingias. They Go work right their way to the, up the double and the triple and eventually the quadruple gin. Well, right. I hate to break it to you, but I'm a five foot and I'm very skinny. It's <laughs> Faye's going to just jump right off the deck. So <laughs> It's gin time. <laughs> oh, Jack's out there with a G and T, I'm assuming. And what is uh, Vodimer? Are you also on deck? Uh, just kind of with that, you know, beautiful Russian pallor, getting a little bit of uh, getting a little bit of God's rays on you. I think he would be exercising, you know, keeping his blood flowing. Okay, making sure he's not uh, feeling like he's getting lazy or sloppy on this uh, slow voyage across the ocean. All right. So uh, basically, a couple laps around the calisthenics. Deck. Yeah. 1930s calisthenics you know so in the big black shorts that go from you know your your nipples down to your knees a striped shirt running around and no that's that's what those western folk wear right he's just strips down to the underwear and off he goes (laughs) (laughs) that's right he's grecian style like the it was good enough for the olympians it's good enough for me (laughs) what are you looking at as i run by you (laughs) this body is not for you comrade (laughs) All right. So, yeah, lunch is uh, brought out on... What? I don't even know what that means. Um, Rambo-style mon... Yeah, they're, they're just typing away. The This goes on the whole day. And I got to tell you, uh, a checkers, you know, a, it's an old shuffleboard. Like, the seven is missing. You can see the square, but the number's gone. So you got stuff going on. Again, the, the Drina's seen her days, but she's really been refurbished to be more of a cargo ship. She does keep some passenger line, you know, to keep get people back and forth, but kind of been converted really for cargo. It's just an older ship. Um, 
but at about four o'clock, four thirty. Um, again, it's it's you know February, right? So you're getting this. It's starting to get a little bit. Sun's kind of getting a little bit lower in the horizon, and um, off to the side where everyone's sitting, um, you hear, you know, you you the waves are crashing. There's all kinds of stuff. You know, it's just the sound of you know that engine, that random pump, that pounding. But uh, you see, way off in the distance, something that looks like that. We're ignoring it. As usual, I would like somebody to send it it's to me. It's very gray. Uh, it looks creepy. So off in the distance, from the size of it, you think maybe no more than two or three miles, stands what appears to be pillars or jutting buildings um, deep I'm off. I'm calling the, the back plates of Godzilla. Yeah, like the back plates of a Godzilla almost, but... A little bit more uniform, not as jaggedy, maybe, if depending on what Godzilla you're looking at. If you're looking at the Toho, like 1970s Godzilla, it's a little bit more. Nice. Not quite as jaggedy as that. <laughs> but and, um, and again, yeah. we are in the middle of the we are in the middle of the Indian Ocean. You are days away from land. Thanks yeah. for reminding us, Scott. I'm just yeah. clarifying, you know, just just clarifying. There's no land ho. No. No, there's just screaming. How about there's we just screaming. ignore it? Nice, Catherine. That's very nice. Perhaps, Ignore uh, the giant thing. No, I'm not interesting. Pick up speed, maybe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Investigate. I'm on. You want to investigate it? Well, yes, no. absolutely. I mean, it just looks like a rock formation. You have the best time with that. I am going to park my ass where there shouldn't be right, one. Right, right on Get this that chase man lounge. A boat. And so, we're a floaty tub. Yep. So Ella, you um, you also have now seen it. Bait making your way over to this side of the boat on the starboard side, or uh, and you're looking at, at it, and it's definitely a shock to you as well. But you do hear the captain above you from the you know from the bridge. He steps out and he's looking with binoculars, and he's like, you know, he's just damn thing shouldn't be there, shouldn't be anywhere near here. Anything shouldn't be anywhere near here. Just kind of looking at it again. He's like, well, whatever it is, we'll mark it on the charts and. We have a schedule to keep, so just the damnedest thing. Well, are we all kind of gathered around where the captain's like at the edge of the boat looking at this thing or well, something? Well, he's, he's a deck up, right? He's on the bridge, so he's come out onto their deck above you. and So we, so we can I'm hear him. I'm the one him. overhearing like, yep, you can, Yeah, you can, both, all of you can overhear him. He's oh, right okay. above you. Just, and he's leaning over with binoculars. So you can see the binoculars and you can hear him talking. Yeah. Vodham kind of, you know, calls up to him, you know, and, and says... Um, uh, Captain, uh, how how big would you estimate that to be with your trained eyes? Well, um, he looks at for a moment again. He goes, hard to say because if I, by the angle of the sun, and I think it's about twelve miles, which would make it huge. Huge. That's twelve miles away, away, and it looks that large on the horizon. Correct. That's like that's like skyscrapers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The teeth of hell. <laughs> Welcome to the teeth of hell. Yes. Hey, Ella at that? this point. No. Ella at this point is bending the knee and just mubbling prayers to herself. Okay. She takes okay. a knee. 
I thought she was. I'm. Fire. She would. <laughs> it's like, oh, random thing in the ocean that's not supposed to be there. Hi. Okay. <laughs> I'm not worthy of seeing you. She's praying for help. Like, hello. I'm good. There. All of a sudden, there is a <laughs> this massive sound. Everyone, uh, even if you're in chairs, please make dex checks for me. I go inside. Good. Do God. I get an advantage because I'm on a knee? Sure. Oh no, I fall down. <laughs> I don't fall down far. I'm on bended knee. I got me a nice critical success. I've got a regular success. I Bottom failed. almost had a crit with a 28. Catherine's I have a regular success. Okay. God Catherine damn you all. You. Catherine goes... <laughs> Catherine, a- you are drunk. No. Catherine goes akimbo and comes tumbling out of her chair. The rest ah. of you, if you had regular successes, you are knocked left to right, but you grab onto something. Criticals, you stood there like an old sea dog and didn't take the shot. But you, that... And all of a sudden, that... The sound of the engines... Stops. No. Oh, so it's the engine basically popping or... What did the sound sound internal or distant? No. I want you to be real with me. Did the engine just shit the bed? Scott, to answer your question, the sound it... sounded external. As in something hitting the boat. Or the rudder or the propellers at the back. Any everybody make me a spot hidden? Good God. The captain is Good Lord. Do you hear from above Captain? And Critch comes running out. The captain fell from the impact from the sound, and he is bleeding from his head. Good fucking damn Woo! it. Hard success. I have also received a hard success. Critical I have success. Also received a hard success. Wait, My you're God. on your ass, but you got the spot hidden? That's cool. That That's maybe, a good observation skills, love. Don't you think Catherine would be highly alert as she went tumbling? <laughs> okay, Madam, what'd you get? <laughs> Her brains may be scrambled, but her eyes are sharp. You're right. <laughs> okay, so who didn't get... Who? Everybody made a success, at least? I think everybody made a success, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Over the side, as Catherine starts getting up, you all kind of are grabbing. You see the captain. They're like, Miss Ross, uh, you... Miss Ross, please, the captain! She looks up. She looks back down. The waves have gone flat. The current the the ocean's tides around the ship are subsiding and starting to become placid. Um, I'm on my way. What sort of um? There's an external staircase up to the the next deck. Right. Um. Can someone quickly go to my room, retrieve my medical bag, please? I'm on it. Thank you, Faye, darling. Um, waves. I point as I'm running up the stairs. Um, I. Hey, crew. Waves. Do they do that? Miss Nicholas Critch looks over the side and goes, Miss Ross, please, the captain is very badly hurt. And he I am d- goes, I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah, you go running like, up the stairs. I'm already taking off, like, my sweater so I can quickly, like, put something on him real, and then Faye's bringing me the bag. Critch looks over and he kind of gasps, but he says, um, uh, yes, I, I'm sure there's, there must be a logical explanation, Miss, please. Look at the captain. He is, like, Gashed from about about eight inches across his head Ooh. into the temp into his temple over the top of his orbital on his left side. So he is he went into the the railing and caught one of the 
the sharp pieces where like the welds are, but the for the vertical Ooh, and horizontals, and he just delicious. slammed into it. Yeah. Oh, he is hurt. Yeah. Okay. Captain? The ship is still moving forward. It is you are you still have progress, right? So it's you still can feel it moving, but you don't hear the engine and the waves have gone. At this point, they're almost becoming glass-like. Like they're they dropped almost. They started slowing down, and now they're just flat. All right, so let's talk about who's doing what. Jack, what are you doing? Uh, I think uh, I think he's looking over, trying to get an eye on it. Because I mean, he has been in water before, and I, and I believe that this is not unfounded. I think it's called it the doldrums or whatever, when the sea goes flat and there's no wind or anything for days mm-hmm. and days. Dead calm. Yeah, dead calm. There we go. Where it's just like it seems like there's nothing. It is moving, but it doesn't seem like it. Right. Um, I think he's more in- intrigued. He's curious about what that noise was that seemed to be coming from outside of the ship. So he's sort of looking around, possibly for rocks, things that we might have run into. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you're run- sure. you're going like a- along the I'm working the- my way around around the outside of the ship, like looking to see if I can find anything. Okay. Else. Faye ran for the medical bag. Catherine is tending to the captain, about ready to try first aid. Vadim, what are you doing? Vadim, uh, he's uh, he's sitting at the rail, looking out, and he is just um, steely-eyed watching those formations of the distance. Okay. All right. And Ella? She'd get up from her kneeling position and join Vadim in the steely-eyed staring at the formations and go, it's a sign, I believe. I do not believe in coincidences. Then you and I are of one mind on this. All right. Catherine, go ahead and make a first aid roll. Your bag comes back. Faye's running up, running towards you on the upper deck above the, uh, this area that the rest of the crew is, uh, the rest of the, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's gathered on. You hear Um, Critch from inside say to the chief, I don't understand why we're slowing down. You're telling me we have power, but we're slowing down. He says, yes, sir. We've already dropped down almost 10 knots. Um, is, is that a lot? It's two knots less than we were. Great. So do the math. I rolled, and okay. that is a regular success. Just okay. So you know. So go ahead and give me a D three, and let's get that hit points back onto the captain. Okay. And then you're gonna have to do sutures to his head. The gash is bad. So okay. you'll need a medical. That's fine. Uh, two. All right. So he is unconscious, but he is he is not slipping away you've you've been able to you know at least do the basic stuff to, get, to keep his body intact now you just got to solve the you know solve the problem so that he can begin healing and it doesn't get infected right he doesn't take a turn for the worse so with time you and Faye are able to to get this we'll make that roll in a few moments okay jack some of the the deckhands come up or up top and you know some of them are banged up like one's holding his mouth he's bleeding because they look at you and they're like do you feel that you did you feel it too Yes, I did. I did feel it. it was, do you know where it came from? No, it felt like we hit something, went through something. That's what I thought. I, I thought perhaps we'd run aground, or, but or, we're taking uh, no extra water. Perhaps we banged into something, but we're, we're still moving, though. Uh, but feel it. You can feel the deck. She's she's not at. How fast are we going, Mister Critch? Mister Critch? And he goes running off because he he says that he feels like it's slowing down. That the boat is coming is definitely not pushing through the water like it was. It's now like kind of just gliding in, right? So do I. But, uh, so essentially, you think it's going to glide to a stop? Essentially, um, stopping a boat this big at twelve knots takes a long time. But takes the, a you, while. But you, so that, so it could but be you doing feel that. the drop off of power, and the power Either feels like is, it's dropped off. 
perhaps something has a hold on us and is we are slow it's slowing us down. A hold would probably just maybe it's one of those giant squids. Pro- a hold would probably stop you or nearly stop you, yeah. <laughs> or you at least feel like you're pulling against something, right? Like something's dragging. There's no right. drag here. It's, it's just no like drag. you feel a drop it's, in it's power. Just a loss of yeah, loss of energy. Or right. Uh, so, I, uh, do I see anything at the waterline? Do I see where nope. there's any damage or anything in the water? Nope. No there's nothing there. Anything. Okay. Uh, he lights a pipe and continues. Okay. You make your entire circumvention in about 15, 10 minutes. Uh, there is no obvious situation. Like I said, some of the crew is on deck. They're being yelled at by Mr. Critch and the and uh, Chief Clem to get the, their asses back downstairs and give them a report on, the, on what's going on with the engine. They're showing rotations. They're showing pressure, but we're losing momentum and they don't understand why. So the crew is kind of in this mode, right? Everyone, like you, thinks that they struck something, but they can't understand what they struck. And there's no damage. They see no additional water pouring in anywhere. So he's having uh, some – he takes two or three of the crew members aside – and tells them I want visual inspections on every deck. I want to know if there's even leaking water. You got to get you know get down to the rice because they're carrying food, mining equipment, guns, explosives. They're bringing all this stuff to Australia, right? This is there's still right. explorations and colonization and things going on. So the the amount of goods they're carrying and the different types of goods, mail, right? Mail is on here. It's 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 a lot of stuff. So they're like search every deck. I want a full report. That's going to take time, but they're going to do that. All right. Uh, Ella, you and Vadim, the, the, these monoliths that are out there do not seem to get any further or closer. Now, depending on the approach, you may have been slightly going, you know, like slightly, you know, like making the natural progression. You might have been like north, northeast, and it's sort of southwest facing, and you're just catching the back end of it. So you were cutting across it at an angle, whatever it may be. It hasn't seemed to, to change on the horizon yet. And it's been, let's say, 20 minutes. So hmm. what? It doesn't, like, we've been heading in the, op, like, parallel to it, but it seems to be following us? Well, it, it seems like if you, like, in 20 minutes at this speed, you probably should have at least changed orientation enough to see a different, like, a different side of it or a block or yeah. some change to the structure. It feels and looks as if you haven't gone around it enough. Like, you like imagine if you're driving past a house, right? And it's a big house. Okay. But even if you're doing two miles an hour, eventually that look of the house will change. You're on a course that doesn't seem to have it doesn't have changed yet. It doesn't look like it's anything but what it originally was. Hmm. Uh Ella's got thoughts, but she's like she doesn't know she should voice them, so she's gonna just look at Vadim and go. Uh, have you ever seen anything like this before? I've never been to uh, open water like this. So no. No, I have not. Well, neither have I. We're, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> we're in a boat. Us. It, is, it is unchanging, so that is good. Uh, unchanging, maybe. Or... It won't let us leave until we go and have a look at it, I believe. Mm, my gut would say uh, we should stay away from it. <laughs> Darling, when something very large 
and mysterious ends up in your path when we're doing what we do. Uh, generally, they don't like to be ignored. But hey, when, why uh, not? Let's keep you... trying to sail past it and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> when you run across bear and wood, you you do not go uh, toward the bear. Huh? Just, a bear is not a mysterious a... thing. <laughs> no, it is a very known a... thing. This this exactly. looks much more ominous than bear. <laughs> I'm not Bear's liking not a mystery, this as much darling. <laughs> All right, so Catherine, go ahead and make your medical roll. Um, already did that be a critical success? All right, so the captain is stabilized. He is unconscious. At, uh-huh. As that's getting done, um, Mr. Critch comes out and says, um, "I've uh, I've attempted to uh, radio out and let people know of our position." We seem to be without power, and to report that we may have run aground or at least hit a sandbar or something, um, but there is no reply, and the telegraph is also not seeming to get a signal. Uh, the operator is getting no chatter anywhere, and I don't get anything on the wireless, so I'm not sure why that would be. But it appears at the moment that we have no way of reaching anyone uh, via radio. Have you ever heard of something called bedside manner? Beds. Bedside manner? No, ma'am. I'm sorry. You suck at it. He goes Hot back inside. kettle black. Boom. Chaka. Boom. <laughs> boom. Chaka. Boom. <laughs> all right. I'm Catherine Ross. This moment. Catherine Ross you looks over her shoulder. all my moments. Stop. Stay. Let's keep <laughs> focused without getting into a fight. But Catherine looks over her shoulder and kind of goes, Bedside manner. You suck at it. I mean, that was that was fine. <laughs> Classic captain. Team, an hour goes by, right? The boat is now down to about six knots. It is definitely losing speed. The water is now flat. You could do your hair and makeup in this water. It is so glass-like, so flat. There is not even a motion of your ship cutting through the water at six knots, leaving ripples or any wake. You are literally on a piece of glass, is what it appears to be. The crew comes up and tells you, finally, you see them run past you, and they look frantic, right? Um, Yu Chen and Prakish, some of the deckhands, come running up, and they throw open the door to the upper level. And you guys, as far as I know, you're still on deck. You haven't told me you're going below decks yet. It's now dusk. The sun is just the tiniest amount of orange left going across what is this flat pane of glass. It looks like the sea is almost on fire as the sun is setting. And you hear them say, we're taking water on deck five. We're taking water. On- there is water, sir. There's water. All right. How much? Uh, it's, we've, we've already started getting uh, the mail out and the, the rice and the grains and things, but it's, it's enough where it's going to start becoming a problem. We can seal it, but the hatch is there, but we're going to lose some of the cargo. Fine. Get as much out as you can. That isn't already wet and waterlogged. We'll, we'll seal that part of the ship off. It'll hold no problem. It's above the waterline. We'll just be a little full. Float a little heavy on the nose. I can adjust for that. Go do what you have to do. Get all hands to that area. All stations. Yes, sir. And they start running. Uh, Jack offers to go help. All right. Jack's a big guy. He can help. So anybody else? Um, I'm not doing anything. I'll go lend a hand, too. Okay, Vadim, you're Vadim right. definitely right. pitching. All right, so and I want Catherine, you orientation... too. Catherine, they want you to stay with the captain, really. They're thinking... 
and oh, other okay. crewmen are hurt. Like okay. a couple other guys need a suture here or there, or just uh, you know. Okay, I didn't know if that had already been like if he'd been moved, if that had been. Discussed. No, they're they're going to try okay. to move him as soon as they get the ship under control. Right now, he's still on deck with a blanket over him and, a, and his coat, you know, kind of his okay. jacket under his back, his head. So I'll I'll tend to everybody that's not actively helping the um the work. Okay, everyone, make anybody that's going down to clear the 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 cargo out and try to pass it down to the lower deck. I'm sorry, or up, either way. Make me a mechanical roll or an in, or, uh, an engineer or repair, whichever that one's called. I believe it's repair in this one at this time, right? Mechanical, mechanical repair. repair. Yeah, you can make that minimum of ten percent. Is that what you have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I have too. Here I we go. think that's going to be a pretty well. Someone rolled a one. I have a ten. But I rolled a one. How in the hell we, we, did you manage that? We all have that? a ten. Huzzah. <laughs> he just channeled Sidney Pota. Hoorah. All right. Really so so well, we're grabbing stuff face. and moving it, but we but it's a mechanical repair roll. Here's is why. Right? Yeah, here's why. Yep. You're moving it out. The water is coming in. Jack, you can see why. With your mechanical repair, you understand what happened that caused the damage. The seam... At the front of the ship, the weld popped. The metal has come popped from the weld, and the water is gushing in that way. The plates separated. Right right at the bow? At the bow. Dude, uh, chops. (laughs) You see how there's a problem? This is where the water's coming in, right here. This is our problem. He says, yes, sir, we we, we understand, sir. It's, It's right literally at the waterline. We know it. If we could... If we get enough cargo aft, maybe I don't. But the, you know, Mister Critch says just keep it unloaded, and then we're going to seal this off. There is a, a pressure door here. You know, this kind you can seal yeah. a true hatch. They were there. They were on certain ships, so this type of ship would have a hatch in the nose where the cargo would be in case they took any type of damage. So it's right there. Fill the nose though. If it fills with water, that the ship will start to. She will start to go nose down. heavy. They're, they may have to deal with weight distribution to get the ass up in the air, you know, get the nose up in the air, but it's better than letting the whole deck flood. Scott, you were saying, Adam? Um, I was just saying, so so the boat, this this ship doesn't have bulkheads then? Well, it has the it has the bulkhead hatch that the, well, you can lock this one, yes. Not everywhere. So, well, one, bu- like bulkheads, are, bulkheads are every so far all the way down the keel line. So if you have leaking in one area, it doesn't ship the whole, sink the whole ship. Correct. Um, this, so this ship was built in like, you know, eighteen late eighteen hundreds. It's an old yeah. one. Gotcha. Okay. So it has ha- uh, several hatches it can close. Yeah, but not. It doesn't have the whole like the the the, the doors all the way down one line. Right, it, right, it can close right. off portions of the ship. That's it. I mean, not like the things you're talking like like a submarine, right? Where you could do whole like well, just, well, no, like no, like the, the Titanic, Titanic had bulkhead. It, it, yeah, after the yeah. Titanic, it changed all that. So the Titanic. Well, had the Titanic had bulkheads. They just didn't build them high enough. And, yeah, so they could. Um, they were overflowing it was a design the flaw. One, the next one. Yeah, yeah it was so, just yeah. a design flaw for that ship. But, but okay, that's cool. I just wanted to, you know, and if there's any listeners out there who are like, wait a second, there are ships that have bulkheads to prevent that. Let's just say this is an older ship that doesn't have that. Oh yeah, like it's been 30, 35 years in the water already. Yeah. Perfect. So, I, <clears throat> but either way, you're not gonna. It's not gonna sink. I mean, they're gonna. They're just gonna get this stuff off the boat. I mean, off this part of the deck, this particular deck. So that that takes another 40 minutes all right everyone's you know your feet are wet but they do get the part that that thing closed off they're fine there um by the time you're done though it is dark okay so as you make your way you know back up on deck and you're trying to find what's going on Catherine's up there she's got three or four other the crewmen 
Uh, you know, one's missing a couple teeth, like I said. One's, you know, arm is broken, but he's going to be okay. Catherine's been doing her thing. There are no stars in the sky. Just had an idea. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ella's been watching, like, periodically of the position of the monoliths. Has it changed at all? Like, are we still just parallel to it? Like, it's not moving? By this time, by the time that I, I, I was referencing with no stars, you can't see it anymore. It's gone. It's dark. Oh. <clears throat> so at 12 miles away, it would it would have just faded into the dusk. If you wanted to do something before then, we can. I'll just quickly stop, and you can tell me what you wanted to do. But as you're watching the dying light, it's literally... The illumination is going so low that it's not even illuminating the top anymore. It's only halfway down, halfway down, and that's gone on the horizon. So that's what would start to happen. Was there something you wanted to do before that? She's probably just going to think, if it's still there tomorrow, I know what I have to tell them to do. So she's just, she knows no one's going to want to do it, but it feels like this is a very big sign, like, go towards it, because that's the only way you're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. You have to get to that point, but ugh. Yeah, see what happens. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Ella, you're you're there. The rest of the crew comes up. Catherine's up on deck. You've noticed there is the sky is as black now as the water below you. There is no light. The ship's lights are on on the deck. They've illuminated the deck as best they can. They do have spotlights that they can put, you know, onto portions. There's also lighting along the railing, things like that nature. So it's giving off probably about a 35 or 40% looms. Illumination on the deck itself. Okay. So there's, you know, shadowy pockets, but pl- plenty of places where you can see. But once you look over the side, it becomes like a, like a wall of black. Just this, like a dreamscape. Nothing. And as they shine the, 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 the light over the side, like if they take a spotlight and go out flat, and as they go up, it just looks exactly the same all the way across the sky. There is no break as far as you can tell because of how calm the water is to the horizon, you don't get anything different except a slight reflection of that light. Other than that, there's no way to tell where the waterline ends and the sky starts. It kind of have sort of a weightless feel to it, almost like we're just floating so, in nothingness. Yeah. Right. So let's have some sanity checks. I'm frosted. A two! A two! Bottom failed. All right. 96. Oh, my God. Oh, not good. Faye dives into the darkness. Dives into the water. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) I thought that a critical was a 97 or above. Is it really 96? 96. 96. I should have lied. Oh, honey. No, you can't lie. You can't lie to keep her. Sure, I can. Watch me. 96. Catherine, what did you roll? Um, not a 96, um, but a 90. Okay, so you have the same problem. So anybody who failed, uh, who uh, that was Vadim, you made it though? I failed. You failed. Vadim, you oh. take... Wait, so Jack and points. me are the only sane ones right now? Yeah. Vadim loses four points of sanity. Catherine, you failed. Okay. Four points of sanity. Failing. Good God. <laughs> Six. Hell yeah. She took the full shot. Nice. Ouch. All right. Faye, so here's what's happening with you. Um, you start to hear the sound of drums. Oh, my God. And you look into the water, and it's the same style of water and the same look to you as all those years ago in Mexico. Only a much bigger surface, right? So you're looking out, and all you can hear is the... 
but you're you're looking around and they're not hearing drums. But to you, this is the same surface. It's what Rup Kund became before John Schooley interacted with the Athakwa. It's what the water when your father was there and you came out of the tent and you saw that terrible thing occur. It's the same look. Only this time you're on a four hundred and ten foot converted cargo ship bound for Australia. The boat no longer has any forward pro- propulsion. At this point, she is literally just idle. She's lost all. Now, the engine room crew has screamed and yelled. Catherine's overheard it. It's spinning. The turbine is spinning. But they're getting no progress. Nothing is moving. What's everybody want to do? I would like to call attention to Jack and Vadim and like anybody near me, I'd be like, if you really want us to start moving again, we should be heading towards the monoliths. Now do you propose we get there? Faye doesn't like that answer, I don't think. No. Faye wants nothing to do with the no. monoliths. Um, what 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 Faye is doing right now is she's reverting back to being 14 years old and scared in that cave in Mexico and she has glommed on to whatever whoever is nearest her like whichever teammate I'm not going to do this to a crewmate but oh, please. she no I'm not doing Rakesh this to a has got a tough skin no I want comfort from someone I know <laughs> but um Faye is just going to whoever is closest to her and she's latching on because she's so scared that she's going to get pulled in like in Mexico let's see who's let's see who actually is closest because this could be fun you're rolling a dice for this oh yes it's gonna be great oh yay um I'll roll a d6 anything above a f- so it's Vadim Jack Catherine Ella and I'll re-roll any actually I'll do a d4 one two three four Call that Catherine. Naturally. Perfect. Then <laughs> to paint to paint the visual, Faye goes over to Catherine, and if Catherine's standing or Catherine or Catherine's kneeling, she standing. just matches Well, she comes over, <laughs> she grabs onto your hand, and she is just trying to look you in the eyes and she goes, I hear the drums. They're near. We're in a lot of danger, Catherine. Can you not hear them? I can't hear the drums, my dear, but thank you so much for telling me that. Bedside manner, Faye? You suck at it. <laughs> no, she sucks at bedside manner. I'm in emotional distress right now. You suck at this, Faye. I'm the victim here. Catherine, I, she look, looks, I know, she I looks know like she's we, having a nervous breakdown. Really quick, I know that we joke about it, but Jesus Christ, when Jack Cavendish was bleeding out on the mountain, I handled that beautifully he was unconscious. you did he was unconscious but i did handle everybody else beautifully where's that energy right now i need it I'm i hanging. also failed you're hanging on to the other insane person i'm scared jack give me an idea roll an idea would be under education in idea education is no i think isn't it yeah yeah say, yeah education is to know so that'd be an idea right so no ideas and int- intelligence is ideas knowing oh, okay. is. okay i'm sorry you're right, you're yep. right. Yep. okay uh, yeah, that's a critical success. You take your glasses off. <gasps> Jack takes his glasses off. What does he see? In a rather dashing way. Far off in the distance, you can still make out the spires. Oh, and... that's, that's troubling. <laughs> well, that's fucked up. <laughs> and overhead, Jack, you see it's pretty high up. As a matter of fact, you can't even, you're getting no sound of it. But overhead, you 
see something that looks like a pterodactyl that's mutated. Um, its body itself is bloated. The wingspan's about 16 feet, but its legs are just these skeletal thin. They don't look like they'd hold its bulk if it landed. Like it would be almost impossible. And it's the reason you're not getting the sound as you notice is it's just gliding. And it goes over the top of the ship headed in the direction of the light, you, you, the, em, the energy you can see emanating off of the monoliths out to sea. I attempt, I attempt to pull Ella away from the group. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, oh, hello. Hello, darling. Hello, dear. I thought best to talk to you on the side here. Um, ah, yes. Faye and Catherine both seem a bit out of sorts. Mm. No? What's, what's no? No. I was just letting Catherine know she is not allowed to have one of her... <laughs> Moments where she grabs a shotgun and says, nobody leaves the team and talks alone. Everybody stand, stays put. <laughs> Everybody sit your ass down this deck and nobody fucking move. That We're not going I, off in pairs. No, no, no. That wasn't what I was doing. I found, I thought of an idea for what Catherine would be doing to help Faye in this moment. Okay, so give me but 20 seconds. we can do that seconds. in a minute. Yes. Yeah. All right, so Ella, you and Jack, are, Jack pulls you off to the side and Jack, you say? I, out of curiosity... I yes. took my goggles off. And I can see that. <laughs> uh, perhaps you should put those back on when the crew comes around. Yes, well, damnedest thing. Um, seems that since I turned the, the goggles off, I can see the monoliths again, clear as day, and see, in fact, oh. that there is an energy emanating from the monolith. Gosh, I, I wish there were goggles that I could hand to you so you could see them, because it is quite frightening. Uh, in addition, and this is very important that we don't share this with the other ladies, there is a sickening flying creature above us that is simply gliding overhead on its way towards that monolith. Is it bat wings or feathers? It's sort of bat wings and bony and grotesqueness. I'm going to go below and get all my weapons and return because I think one of us should be ready to prepare ourselves when we are going to have to eventually go to this monolith. It's membranous. It's so leathery, wingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it could be a lot of things, but I agree with you. We are going to have to convince the captain to turn the ship towards it, because if we haven't lost power... Oh, my lord. Jack, another one. <laughs> okay, so, not to alarm you, but number two just flew <laughs> over, so I'm going to assume that there are several. I think we should get the rest of the team hey. inside the ship and off deck. Small update. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you I love his calm right now. Well, because he rolled a critical success, so he's he's totally chilled. If you could, if you could just corral them inside the ship, and you know, outside of any areas where they might be, I don't know, taken away and possibly killed, that would be wonderful. And and the interim, I will go down and, and get my weapons. Do you think you can do that? And uh, try not to start a fight with Catherine, please. Very well, I will try. Even though they are, they seem to be quite shaken. All right. I clap my hands. All right, everybody. Nothing more to see out here. Uh, Faye, you said you were hearing drums. Why don't we go below decks to where you're not going to hear them? Let's go. Catherine, I'm afraid I'm going to hear um, them wherever. Ella turns around and Catherine is, she's kind of got Faye like by the arm. Like they've, she's mm -hmm. linked her arm with Faye's and she's leading Faye in a jaunty rendition of Mademoiselle from Armentier, the World War <laughs> I marching song. Right. That she learned in the <laughs> trenches and she's just loudly singing to get Faye's mind on something else, like an earworm song. 
and she's just like, Mademoiselle from Armadier. Just, it's not in tune or anything. She's just trying to get Faye to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. And she's I like, just, just sing the fucking song with me, man. <laughs> I'm trying. Honestly, I appreciate this. I don't know why I thought you were going to say, I'm gently smothering Faye. <laughs> <laughs> why would I be smothering you? Put her out of her misery. Because you're a friend and because she's scared. And because that's what friends do to friends when they're scared. Honestly. Didn't you see Cuckoo's Nest? No. Don't you really thought, I don't really thought you were going to. Oh, oh. Or like, <laughs> or maybe like juice me. I don't know. Jesus. No, because I'm, I'm you're trying. Weak, verbal, because she's you're also screwed up wow. though, which is the funny part. Because you are both insane. And uh, I, I need to get yeah. the, the insane person needs to get the two normally sane people below decks. Vadim, yes. make us please make me a spot hidden roll. Everybody else, so Catherine is getting Faye below decks. Uh, Ella is trying to get the crew still down. Still marching, still singing. Right. Vadim makes that roll. Jack is going below deck to try to get his weapons. Is that what I'm understanding? Everybody's good so far. Yeah. I'm singing along very poorly because I don't know the words, so I'm missing like. Sid every and I third tried word. to teach Faye this song. It didn't work. Vadim, one of the uh, one of the uh, deckhands, they call him Tommy Boy. Um, he's He's up front. You know, like I said, there's illumination. Catherine's got Faye. You can hear them moving. You're kind of still looking out. You saw Jack and Ella move off to the side and talk. Jack, Ella's like, let's go down below, everybody. Let's get below decks. And Jack started, like, moving with, with purpose, right, to get to the stairs. And boop, 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 and he goes down several at a time. You turn back around, and Tommy Boy is gone. He was there. Did I, did I hear anything? No. Okay. He's gone. Just, like, gone. You're like, what the fuck? gone you know vadim you have a really good listen i'm, I'm gonna let you do this with a hard success T- give me a listen roll i have keen hearing yep that's right i want to make sure you get the chance to use that because that is you are the one that's really skilled in hearing things so okay so these are the two tens um so one and nine one. so the one you and hold then, the nine's no good yep and then uh so it's 16. gonna be a 16 so is that a critical um, definitely a hard just off of a critical. Okay, but you still made a hard success, so that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, you would have been it sounded like a brief rush of wind. And he was gone. I turn around with hearing this brief rush and he's just vanished. Okay. I think we'll close it there for tonight. All right, gang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh we will be back next week. Uh that was anticlimactic as fun. Why was, would you do that? Because yeah, it's time. No. Look, look at the clock. It's time. It- it's time. All right, yeah. so we'll be back. We will be back next week, and we'll find out exactly what's going on with the boat. Uh, the water is t- filled up that chamber, but there's no other water seeming anywhere else. We have no. We are not under power. We are stuck here, and there's things flying around, heading towards the monument about miles away. We don't even know how, miles. But, stealing away crew members. Stealing crew members. But we'll pick up all that next time. Thank you so much for listening, gang. Great job tonight, and we'll see everybody next week. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, keeper. Good night, keeper. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.